want to fight. What's good, Into the Last Dragon? This is your host, Roy Rob, coming back at you with another great episode. Uh, this episode features my best friend, Ted Simpson. Uh, this individual uh, is a very humble, uh, amazing individual. If you ever had the chance to meet him, you would just naturally just want to, to get to know him. Uh, he, he is someone that a lot of the friends, we all would consider him as the glue. He's, he's made, he's the reason for a lot of connections, the reasons for a, a lot of uh, a lot a lot of uh, individuals have been impacted in the way they've been impacted and been successful because the, he connected those those individuals together. He is the glue. Um, with that being said, we're gonna pay some bills first, and then we're gonna get into the podcast. This week's episode is brought to you by Logic Martial Arts. If you are in the St. Louis metro area, you can reach Brian Davis with Logic Martial Arts and mention Enter the Last Dragon and Roy Rob and get a free self-defense class when you sign up. You can call him at 618-304-9568. Mention Roy Rob and Enter the Last Dragon to get a free self-defense class when you sign up. Thanks. You wanna now let's fight? get into some martial arts. You want to fight? All right, we are on it episode number seven enter the last dragon we're in season one what's going on i got some uh great conversation about to happen with my best friend theodore simpson the fourth theodore what's going on man how you doing in the building man trying to get to the uh upper level the The upper level hey man people don't really realize how how important that statement is the upper level even on some basic level up stuff remember when we were little uh i think it was important to understand how games work and one of the games that was basic and as simple as it sounds uh the the regular nintendo came out and they had mario brothers and each level would take you to a a higher level of uh um, of opportunities whether it was like, hey, I'm on level one now. And remember, they would always reward you after you accomplish each level. Isn't that crazy, man? I think it's just nuts when you think about it, like where we were <laughs> video game wise and stuff that we were learning. Like, even like, I remember I tripped out when you had the ability to like level up in the middle of a game, like in right. role player games. Uh, but. Truth be told, we can still go. We can still take that back to Western society because most of the time, well, there's two ways to think about it. Like role playing games, you can level up in the middle of it by going to purchase more armor, so you need money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back there. Or the other way to level up is through experience. So they were definitely taking like real nice, real life, real life scenarios and putting them into the game. I don't know if we ever realized it until we got here. Right, yeah. right, right. To make it make sense. Yeah. Do you do you think like people really attached to like Dragon Ball Z for that level up deal? Like think about how Goku constantly was on like how do I get to a higher level? I think people connect to Dragon Ball Z for a number of different reasons. I think, you know, for us, I think it was because the action was fast paced, you know. I don't know if how it was like then versus now like goku it was weird because goku was confident but he was never like cocky for real you know what right, i'm saying like right, he was like right, a, right. 
you know, everything is a game with him. He's like, dude, I heck yeah, I want to fight. Let's do it. Let's challenge each other, make each other better. Exactly. But that's what it's all about. It's like, yeah, I just want to get stronger. Like that's that's all it's about. I just want to see who's the strongest. It's never there's really and it's weird because he would even do it with life or death scenarios. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like if I die, okay, all right, I wasn't the strongest. (laughs) Exactly. Like, dude, like who? Nobody else. You want to fight? at least paying attention to those little basic things in life, like where it's just kind of, I swear, like, do you think, like, like even from on a, um, even from a, uh, um, a, a basic level, let's just say it was just Goku saying, you know what, um, I'm going to fight a alien race for humans that, because I fell in love with a human that had a, a child with a human part saying, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? If you if you really think about how 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 this really works, aliens intruded Earth, <laughs> and Goku is like okay, because uh, remember the, uh, on them early episodes, and I know they were looking for the Dragon Balls, but on them early episodes, man, it was kind of like Goku was like, I'm in training mode, um, and I want to say he wasn't even in the in the picture to the whole degree. Like Piccolo was fighting them off, mm-hmm. like. He, like it was, it's just crazy, man. So with Goku, do you think that Goku was just uh, this character that somebody envisioned being a society type of character, like trying to always improve and never always have this itch to improve? Like, do you think Goku was just one of them guys? Is just like a example of what we should be like, constant improvement? Um. Trying to think about the best way. So I'm familiar with Dragon Ball Z, not to the like nth degree like some people are. Um, but my gist of Goku gets it's like I almost want to say he's kind of like Bruce Lee in the fact like it's the competition is really just to it's not necessarily even to win. It's just more so to better himself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, it's easy to say that you're the champion, but a champion is one of those, like, you're champion until you hit a situation that doesn't, you know, uh, go in your favor. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're the strongest until you meet somebody that finds your weakness. That's crazy. So so let's let's just step back for a second, because... I asked these basic things. We didn't already jumped into it, but out my audience knowing who the heck I'm even talking to. Let's let's think about this, and then we'll jump back on Goku. Let's let's figure out who 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 do I call you, Ted? What, what do you go by? Yeah, I mean, it don't matter, Teddy. It's all good. So so, what's up, man? Tell tell my audience who you are. What where where you had a love love start from with this coming into martial arts and into the into the dragon, the last dragon, Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee Roy. Tell us why. They um they have an opportunity to listen to you and your story. What's going on? Uh, so name is Ted Simpson. Uh, I've known Roy since the age of five. <laughs> We've pretty much experienced life in the same facet uh, from then. I think we found out our loves around the same time. Uh, I think our love for martial arts probably does start with uh, Into the Last Dragon. Um. It was yeah, just combo is real, right? It's hey, real. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's into the last dragon. It's you watch yeah. Bruce Lee, and then you know when you're young, you can, you make that reference to Bruce Lee Roy, uh, and it hits even harder because both are minorities, um, and you can see that you know one film is basically building on a legend from the other, so it's a it's a homage thing, it's a respect thing, but it was awesome to see you know uh, Leroy Green being able to. Uh, number one, do martial arts. Number two, doing martial arts inside of the black culture. Right, man. Uh, and it's highlighting all these other stuff that's kind of going on. So you still got the breakdancing. You still got the rapping. You still got this uh, soul train feel that's based around it. You got and, – and the other thing that a lot of people don't trip off of is, like, even during that time, it's a black film, but there's a lot of diversity in there. Hell of diversity. Talk about film. it, man. Like that that's that's a big deal by itself. Like it wasn't like I'm throwing the black fist up with the black pick and I got an afro and I got a black gloves on. I got Black Panther Party popping in the background. It was nothing like mm-hmm. that. Like and maybe and maybe they did that purposely because like Bruce Leroy's dojo, like the people that trained with them were all different colors. Right. But that kind of but if he bases himself off of Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee was like, yo, I'm not just training Asian men. I'm training anybody that wants to learn. So, you know, he's training, you know, celebrities uh, from the likes of, uh, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to, uh, I forgot the guy's name. That was actually in the movie with him. Uh, Annie and uh, and Nah, I'm I'm not, though. The the white guy that was played, like, that was good friends with... uh, uh, what's your boy's name? Bushido Brown. Uh, Oi, James. Uh, you talking about, yeah. about Jim? Um, Jim Brown. Jim, like, no, Jim Brown is the football dude. You talking about Jim? Uh, no, oh my god. Uh, <laughs> wait, who you talking about? You talking about like? Yeah. Who froze. you talking about? So there's, there's a. So you got the. I'm gonna go look. Up, I'm gonna look up the list to make it life easier. Let's just look up the list from yeah, Enter the Dragon, right? Right now, it's Jim from Enter the Dragon. You talking about who's the character? Yeah. Who's the, okay, so let's do Enter the Dragon cast real quick, so I can figure out who you talking about. John Saxon is who you talking about? Yes. There okay. you go. I'm so like, who, also, who, I'm like, who are you talking about? Right, right, exactly. So, Jim Kelly is Jim not. Kelly. Is not Jim, yeah, there you go. Jim Kelly is our guy. Okay. I'm thinking of Bushido Brown from. Uh, Right, right, right. It's easy to mix the names. So told- uh, well, that's who they based them off of, off of the Boondocks. You know, right, so right. Based right. Off of Jim Kelly. Yeah. Anyway, so you had all these people that actually trained underneath Bruce Lee, not Jim Kelly, but uh, Saxon. Saxon. Yeah, Roper. So, Roper was his name on the movie. Roper, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I just think it's amazing. Well, I think it's you know they did a good job in showing that piece underneath uh bruce leroy like he was you know in harlem or uh wherever he is in new york and his his team is still diverse it's not like it's all black you know heck Uh, yeah like it was it was even that movie by itself if you really just think about the time and where they were so i was telling somebody on a previous episode like dude at the 80s in the 80s there was this certain way to be black you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you had a representation on TV of what black was, and it was development of our culture. We controlled what was stylish or in tune. We were very in tune on what society felt like was 
cool for that time if you really just think about it. So like you had um, the Afro, um, and that was prominent from the, all the way through the seventies, mm-hmm. and it take and it tapered off in the eighties, and um, and you had style of clothes, you had all these different things, and you start just really just thinking about if I'm Barry Gordy. And if I'm not mistaken, that was the producer. Make sure I'm not. Mm-hmm. But if I'm Barry at that time, how do I get this to the masses? How do I get this out to everyone? And he did a phenomenal job of Whoa. being very inclusive, as well as not just saying this is. Even though this is about black culture, it's not necessarily saying I don't have to um, exclude I, anyone. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Well, I think the other thing amazing about it is like it's a cult film. So when it hit the the, the theaters, it wasn't. It's it's so funny looking at it from this perspective now, because to us, like it's almost like a black card thing. Like if you haven't seen, yeah, like if you ain't <laughs> seen the Last Dragon, Dragon, like for real though, yeah, right. like, you, you don't know who showed up is for yeah, real. You don't exactly. know Vanity. Come on, right. exactly. But during the time, it wasn't a huge film. Like it didn't it do that well in the box office, but black people just, you know, they were like, yo, this is us, this is ours. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, this is exactly how we would imagine things to be. You know what I mean? You, you know what I like? Some of the parts I love, like, so at the beginning of the movie, there was scenes in the movie where the younger brother, um, and, and what'd you say? I'm sorry. Richie. Richie, yep. Richie would, would be basically uh, uh, frustrated with his, with his older brother. He called him a cornball. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he said, "If you want things from me," and he was te- Richie, the younger brother, was teaching the older brother how to be cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, like think about that. Like he was like, you know what? Like, and he was telling them goofy things that even his older brother recited to Vanity, who was supposed to be super popular, super hot thing. He was like, "Man, you gotta know the moves, brother. You gotta know the moves." <laughs> and he was teaching them things, like he was saying these things to Bruce Leroy, and Bruce Leroy was just like, "You know what? Maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't understand." And he's that's the funny part about uh like it was so many levels on the, the dynamic of the movie you can really place yourself in any part of that movie well, in your here, life and be like okay I can learn from this to a certain degree well the funny thing is like it's funny that you say that cuz the more I think about it like it also kind of really depicts black attitudes during the time during the so, time, right? So, for example, I know that me, you, a lot of our crew grew up watching, you know, kung fu movies on Saturdays, and we would rush to Blockbuster to get all the new, all the new joints, all yeah, the sure. new action and martial art flicks that would come out. But amongst like black culture, like martial arts wasn't it wasn't it was something we would watch, but it wasn't anything that we necessarily were interested in doing in the masses until recently and i don't and i could be way off on this but i just remember like even like so for example going to college joining a fraternity i you know there's like one or two people that actually do martial arts like right, shout, out, shout out your fraternity man tell it to yeah, yeah alpha phi alpha alpha eta st louis right all right so your perfect example you're the last guy you had on the show alan charles johnson whitney another good friend of ours yep knows martial arts so there were times we'd be going to college and go to parties and get into scuffles and people would be mad at him because he wouldn't bust out these martial arts. 
And he's like, yo, I'm not trying to injure anybody. I'm just trying to break stuff up. And exactly. Like, oh. And they were like, oh, we don't really know. You don't know that karate stuff. You know, and everybody's like, you know, every every martial arts from the 80s to black people up until maybe recently was like, oh, you don't know karate. It's like everything isn't karate, bro. Like Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's such a thing. It's, it's, it's a um, if I had to from throughout high school, if I had to say there was one thing that I knew about martial arts, I assumed it was karate and maybe Kung Fu. Kung Fu. Only, be, only because of Kung Fu, it was because of the movies I saw. Because of the movie. Well, and then Ninjutsu. But we knew that because of Ninja that, that, that Exactly. That was the, that was the three. That, that was, was the three. three. That so, was the three. It's like, that was it. That was it. So, to black people, that's the other stuff. Like, like think about it. Like, and, that was, our, and that was more versed than the normal black person. The normal black person would just say karate. karate period. Off the, ch- off the jump, it was karate. Yep. But the other yep. funny thing was, like, think about our parents' age. So their extent of karate, kung fu, martial arts, Bruce Lee, yes, but also black people doing it is Dolomite. Is exactly. uh, uh, exactly. you know these black exploitation films where they're just you know not even close. And shout out, shout out to Blo- Dolomite coming back, with Eddie coming Murphy, back for Eddie Murphy, right? Yes, right. <laughs> like I, I gotta put that. That's for the culture. Like I don't care what nobody say. Like I, it, it is, it was black exploitation at the time, but if you look back. I can actually appreciate what Eddie Murphy was trying to, which is trying to do at this current moment. Like if you, if you really think about it on a, on a grand level, like why is it, um, if he, if it was only solely produced by black and it was by black and it is black, um, is it bad because of what perception of society said is just bad or is it just bad because, you really think it's bad. Like really, like really tell me the truth behind that. You know what I'm saying? Like I only say that like it was a think, he represents he represents a pimp. He represents having sex with a whole bunch of women and beating on like the dude, right. like if, if you you can pull back other good parts out of out of Dodomite. You can pull anything good out of uh, even bad things. If that's what I'm trying True. to say. Well but I think so it's kinda like anything else, right? It's kinda like how black people, minorities are fighting for the voice in Hollywood. So when you have a movie come out or a, uh, a genre movie come out and majority of them kind of all depict the same sort of life, you know what I'm saying? Like everything that comes out is about, you know, drugs, pimping, right. you know what I'm saying, getting money. Then it starts to get this perception like, oh, this is the only thing they make. And there's all these other beautiful things that get passed over because. And, and it doesn't sell. Is it doesn't sell. So exactly. like I, I totally agree with you. Like if, if somebody said, Roy, I want you to go watch this movie about the Obamas, um, I would go because they are a great representation. Right. Well Or I mean, if, if somebody said, I want you to go watch some more fun stuff about Jay Z and Beyonce, <laughs> I probably go want to see Jay Z and Beyonce first before I go watch the Obamas. And then if everybody and that was a basic level, I took it down. I took like kind of like one level down, both rich oh, families. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I but I can go down even farther and I'll be like, okay, let me go down to and I'm just naming some popular names. Uh but I I would be like, okay, I want you to go watch this story about oh, what what's the movie from the dude from North Memphis and uh uh you remember that movie, uh Pimp Hustle? What was uh, it uh, Hustle and Flow. Hustle and Flow. Tell me that movie when we're off the chain. <laughs> but what did it depict? You know what I'm saying, though? Like, I'm just being honest, man. It was like, just, just put it in perspective. You know what I mean? Like, 
It's a reason why Get Rich or Die Trying, the 50 Cent joint, that movie did pretty well. I'm not saying 50 Cent is a bad actor. I'm saying I'm not saying he's a great actor either. What I am saying is that it was relatable. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And maybe that's what it was. Like everything, I don't know if everything in the 70s was pimping, but if that's the it only was, thing that it we It was see. relatable. Thank you. Thank no, you, so. man. Thank you. That, that That's what we saw. We flourished in that, in that avenue. Like Bumpy Johnson, he mm-hmm. flourished in the underground, you know what I'm saying, like numbers game, and they turned the legal called lottery. Mm-hmm. Do the math, man. It's the reason why. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm just saying. I mean, he was, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so let me, let me ask you this, man. So I have some, I have some thoughts about the movie that, that really stand out to me. Um, most individuals may not even like realize uh how do I put this? Um because we were on level up, you know. So you told me who right. you are, we told me how you got your love for the martial arts. Mm-hmm. Um do you think um it, it it makes sense for people to think about life as leveling up? Back to the Goku question. Personally, no. All right. Um, Tell me why. Just because, like, I don't know. Like, Level Up always tends to have this um, idea that, you know, if you're on the top level, you're better than the bottom level. Okay. But what about, all right, keep going. So, you as a person may not be, you know, a better person, even though I guess it all depends on what you're considering leveling up is, right? You know, to some people, it might just be a material thing. To other people, it might be spiritual. To other people, it might be maturity. Right? Well, I mean, but that's I, that's why, yeah. So, like all levels, man. Let's just kiss, let's keep it equal. Everything it doesn't matter. A person is always growing. That's well, what I would say. Level up. What do well, you think about that? But it, but so maybe those things should be weighted then, if you look at it that way. Because somebody can, like, perfect example. You have people who are leveling up monetarily that, like, rappers who right, right, right. get on a trend, level up monetarily, still doing the same stuff that they've been doing, preaching the same message. You know, now they're in a place where what they're doing has the ability to influence other people. And, but they haven't leveled up in these other places. So if you remember on the beginning of Bruce Leroy's uh, film on The Last Dragon, there was a scene where he's training. Like it mm-hmm. kicks off, great music, he's training, boom, boom, boom. And all of a sudden he goes into a um, almost a um, mental slash training challenge where his master starts firing arrows towards him in that area Mm -hmm. and he starts to break the arrow apart and it's like karate chop arrow he did it three times on the third Mm -hmm. one he catches the arrow his master immediately comes to him and says how did you know that was the blue one Mm -hmm. the first two arrows had red tape on them and he chopped them up saying that's not the one to catch he catches the blue one and, he's, and he responds to his master 
from the question, how did you know that was the blue one? He says, I do not know master. At that moment, they set the stage. The stage was being set. Mm-hmm. He immediately rips off a badge off of his chest. Mm-hmm. And he says, I am no longer your master. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so check this out. He even explains to Bruce Leroy, you have touched the final level. Knowing without knowing your body did, which is the, let me, let me give the definition. So in the movie, they basically talk about the, the, le- the final level, the, the glow, the upper level, all these different levels that they've just been described in the last dragon. They basically said you uh, get a, a, a glow amongst your body. Your body is moving without you knowing you are reached a level of ultimate uh, height where you are doing things that the unconscious mind doesn't know you're like, you're just doing mm-hmm. and you're going and you are in a state of unknown. Like he is a state of unknown and he can do without even knowing. So, uh, he reaches this and the, his master says, you've touched the upper level. I'm no longer your master. Mm-hmm. With that being said, Bruce Leroy starts his journey. Mm-hmm to reach this upper level and level up, which he's wants, he wants to get. He wants to get know, to the glow. But you know what's funny? What is that? He had already leveled up. He just didn't know it. He didn't know it, right? So that's it. It's, it's, it was a belief thing. But if you actually, so think about it this. At the end of the movie, there's, there's two things that separate Shonuff and Bruce Leroy. Ch- tell me. Tell, let's talk about them because both of them have reached the glow. Exactly. But so to, 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 to differentiate the two, Shonoff's colors, uh, glow was what color? Red. And uh, gold for Bruce Leroy. Yep. Now here's the significant difference. Who, why, what was the other difference between their ability to glow? So one um, is only able to harness the level, uh, the upper level in a certain part of their body. Uh, Bruce Leroy was able to harness, so that was showing sure up. He was only able to harness the glow in his hands. Bruce Leroy was able to harness the glow on his throughout his whole body. And he talked; they made reference to that two times. One reference was from Bruce Leroy in the movie, and the other reference was from Show Enough when he's like, "I got something real for you in these hands." Right. He so actually made the statement. So here's the funny. Now, what were we just talking about with the rappers? Oh, man, you just, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> what are you, where are you going? Tell me. What do you got? So you were like, we're talking about it all, spiritually, monetarily, you know, maturity. Show enough. Only matured, only to got the growth. level, right. Exactly. Yeah, right, right, right. He, had, he, he only hit level on one of the things that he needed to hit on. Right. He couldn't do it totally, so... Maybe he wasn't spiritually complete. Maybe he wasn't mature enough to handle the glow in, so, in a full body respect. Right, right. That's, so you, that's real. So you can get components of your life glowing. And, and that's what it is. And did you peep how his, it, there was a scene on there where he was like, okay, 
Leroy, let me go, let me go, let me go. Leroy finds the glow, does the move, well, the lotus blo- blossom flower, whatever it's called, mm-hmm. a Bruce Leroy, Bruce Lee move, and he waves his arm in a wavy fashion, and you can see it is almost like transparent. His mm-hmm. arm's moving at a, at a pace almost like Matrix, like the first version of the Matrix. Um, dang, so many thoughts, man. Anyway, but the point, <laughs> there was a scene on there where it's like, okay, showing up was like, okay, come on. But his glow was kind of like breaking. And it was like, it's yeah, it and it was, he couldn't get, he couldn't get the full glow. Now that, that, that's the thing that makes me think, was that a confidence thing? Was you that, know, like, how did he have the full glow at one point with his hands? And all of a sudden he was like, my glow is breaking a little bit now. What, what? I think, yeah. I think number one is that's why I started going in and out. It's because he started realizing that somebody else. Remember what we talked about that, you know, you're only a champion until somebody finds your weakness. So, right, right. I think what Shonoff started realizing, you know, that somebody could else, somebody else could put up a fight because I think that was a, you know, Shonoff's thing is like he never had been beat. He had never been beat, and then he gets beat by someone who has all these in, internal challenges going on. Like, if you look at Bruce Leroy, social skills was not there. Oh, he, yeah. He can relate to someone who loves karate, loves mm-hmm. ninja, ninjutsu, loves, you know, say martial arts in general, but he didn't have ultimate social skills, and it was shown when he was talking to Vanity in the car. Right. Or right. He, he, But he was a very focused individual. Mm-hmm. Seems like he was very determined, there was a scene where, um, if you recall, he was like training on top of the rooftop before they, you know, saying they were eating breakfast or something. Right. But he was going through his morning routine. He's training up on the rooftop, going through a routine. Like, I mean, if you look at it, it was like, dude, there's a lot of things you can really pull from the movie that, like, the normal person may not be really observing. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, I think a lot of it, like, he was focused in one area. And I think. Also, he was, you know, I think he overall just wanted to uh, be a good person. You know what I mean? Like, he just wanted to mind his own business. Like, because honestly, when you think about it, Shonuff picked, you know, Shonuff picked the fight with him originally. Think about it. Shonuff picked everything about Shonuff and his purpose in that movie was about Bruce Leroy. From the beginning to the end. Nothing about Bruce Leroy. But it happened because... Of other people talking about Bruce Leroy, right? So this right. is like you know you're doing well. Your focus creates haters. So showing us coming in talking a whole bunch of stuff. Your focus creates haters, bruh. That's that's a that's a nugget, man. Hey. Repeat, repeat. I gotta watch this repeat on that, y'all. <laughs> Sorry, man. One more time. Say that again. That's a, that's hey, a nugget, man. I got that's a jewel. Yeah, yeah. Your focus creates haters. So, cause think about it. Bruce Lee sitting down there. I mean, Bruce Lee was sitting down there watching, you know, the movie. Show enough comes through, kicking up shit, wants people to... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cuss. We're not cussing on you this. You good, you good. Uh, kicking up stuff. And what happens? He picks up somebody, and they say, I, I know, know who could beat you. Beat. Yeah, I exactly. know who could beat you. And he's like, who said the show? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, he's like, I got him. Beast, get him. He, he, all, he grabs me. He's like, who can beat Bruce? And he said, who can beat Shonuff? I know who can. Bruce Leroy, that's who. Right? Come on, right. man. Hey, and what, so here's what's crazy. Not only does he throw Bruce Lee 
into I mean Bruce Leroy into the mix. But then everything else about Bruce Leroy starts coming up. So Shannon's like, oh yeah, I heard about you. Catches bullets. The Wasa. With his teeth. Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So just imagine being Bruce Lee Bush and just like, dude, first off, I never said I caught bullets in my teeth. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I'm right. not even trying to fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I'm, way. I'm eating popcorn with my chopsticks. Let me be right with my chopsticks. Just let me be cool, bro. Just let me right. be cool. So I'm, I'm not... chilling, man. I'm just doing me right now. What are you doing? Get away from so, me right now. I'm so trying he, to. He, 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 he was ignoring him. Shonov was punching at his in, face, in his face. In, he, one he inch was, away. He's he like, was, man, I'm, I'm watching Bruce Lee right, <laughs> right now. I don't know what you're doing. Unbothered, bro. Just not, barely even blinking. Like Barely blinking, man. Like, dude, if you, I'm, uh, all right, man, I'm going to throw some heat at you right now. So check this out, man. His constant competition, if you really think about this, like, Shonov is, is the, the obstacles in our life. Because show enough began from the beginning of that movie getting in Bruce Leroy's way. Mm-hmm. At the movie theater, I can't even enjoy a movie. This dude is in the way. Mm-hmm. That's that's basic life. Like, if the life challenges didn't get in the way of Bruce Leroy, guess who would not have made the upper level? He needed show enough. Does that make sense? Like, uh, he yeah. needed that challenge, man. Like, that's- show enough seeing him up to a pulp, <laughs> almost drowning him. <laughs> Like, I'm at my worst and lowest no. point in life. Bruce Leroy was Neo before Neo. Oh, come on, man. Say it again. Bruce Leroy was Neo before Neo. Come on, man. He's starting to believe. He's starting to believe. That's what it was all about. Come on, man. Oh, my God. Hey, tell the Matrix to cut the check. Cut the check, <laughs> man. Tell him to cut the check, man. Like, come on, man. He beat the dude to a pulp. Bro. Come on, man. Like, if you really think about it, like he had all the clues. He gets beat to a pulp. Then all of a sudden, during the, the, the drowning action, he starts to remember. You opened a fortune cookie that had no fortune. I sent you to find a master. There was no master. That um vanity, you sure look like a master to me. Like so, come every everything was there. So here's what's funny, bro. I read this article that really opened my eyes. And maybe that's why, the, you know, now that we're saying this, like I, I got some lights going off in my head and my show enough wasn't able to get the full glow was because he deemed himself the master. And I and not necessarily say the belief, but I read this article, right? And it was about this woman who basically stopped working her six-figure job in corporate America and took up freelance, uh, I think it was either blogging or something like that, graphic design. I want to say it was blogging. Mm-hmm. So she started traveling to all these other places. I think, you know, she would, uh, you know, people would pay her to go to all these different places and blog about her experience, right? Mm-hmm. Now, she hadn't been in the industry like a while, you know, people have been doing it more than she had. But she said probably like after four to six months, maybe, maybe six to nine, she started getting tons of emails, you know, and requests for her to come speak about her doing travel blogging. And somebody hit her up to do like a YouTube interview about 
you know, her travel blogging and what she was creating and her content, she was like, I don't understand where all this is coming from. And they were like, oh, well, you're the expert now. Wow. And she was like, I never thought that, you know, I never saw myself as the expert. But because she was putting out so much content and so many people believe, you know, started reading her stuff, other people started looking at her like, oh, she's the person. She's knows. She knows. Exactly. She's, she's been given. And that's the funny part, too. Do you get that? Oh, man, I wouldn't even post a hit to that level yet. You just hit a level that's the truth. That what goes back to what I was talking about on Richie. Notice where Richie was at one point looking down on his brother, supposed to be teaching him the big brother. But what did he go into the very final scene? Yo, your brother's the cornball. He's not no cornball. He's the master. He's the master. Like, do the math on that. Like, he, like he, not saying that, you know what I'm saying, um, he, he, you can't have somebody younger than you teach you or whatever the case may be, but the dynamic of what was cool and accepted and known was like it, it exemplified everything from that movie because you got a person Richie would be expected to be cool. He got to go to all. I mean, Richie was sneaking into the party, the clubs. He was, he was cool. Doing the bad boy life, man. He was yeah, man. He had the radio, the big boombox. He had the hip clothes. He knew how to talk. He knew everything. He was very influential. He was great on all levels. And shout out to me. Shout out to him, man. Rest in peace. Uh, yeah. He's not alive, but uh, you know what I'm saying. But just in general, man. Like if you really just that scene bringing it all back they didn't they didn't leave no nothing untied like they didn't leave nothing no, no scene or nothing like loose in like, like connection yeah they tied it all back together on each one of them man like there was a scene did you peep when vanity was like he was like yeah I have a, and bruce lee was trying to talk to vanity and he was like i have this friend he doesn't even know how to use a paintbrush and she was looking like what are you talking about you know what i'm saying like and he was like he doesn't even know the moves you know the moves and he and he was she was like what he's like well i would sure love to teach you some moves and that's what she said to Bruce Leroy. And he's like, no, 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 it's, it's for my friend. And he's like, uh, is this shirt getting hot in here, Mrs. Charles? And you think about this, like, <laughs> like look at the math on that. She blatantly said, like, oh, you because he, he said before that, like, the art of making love. And she's like, I would sure love to teach you some moves. Like, bruh, like, come on, man. Like, dude, this, she just gave you the open invite. <laughs> but, well, you know, it, it's the belief thing. It's the guy. Hey, trust me. I I told you, man. That when, when I realized who I connected with the most, it was it was with Bruce Lee right for that reason. Because it's a humility thing. Like, man. but that also goes to show you. Because think about it. Had that been his younger brother, <laughs> all day he'd be like, "This is Charles. <laughs> Put your clothes back on." <laughs> he'd be so. <laughs> come on, man. Like, come on, man. Oh my God, but dude. It, it, what? I was going to ask you this. Where do you rank Shonuff on the all-time list of villains, man? Where do you rank, my man? Ooh. Right, man. Look at it, dude. I'm, I'm going to give you a laundry list to go off of. Number one, look at all the scenes. Shonuff lived, breathed, and died to figure out how he can be the master as well as destroy Bruce Leroy from scene one, scene showing up. So it was, look at this. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop him off. The movie theater. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, the, he came over. He dude, he wrecked his. Uh, he wrecked daddy. his dad's pizza <laughs> shop. He went to the business like you. I, you got to fight me now. He went to his dojo. I heard you giving out lessons. <laughs> he had the chicks try to fight him. He made Bruce Leroy kiss his converse. He said, "Hey, hey, Mister Eddie Arcadian, I do it. I do it for free. You get his." To the to the designated place at the designated yeah, time, but I have to acknowledge it for free. <laughs> Come on, man, dude. <laughs> hey, man, dude. Shout out to him. Rest in peace. But dude, hey, he, played, he played the parts times ten, man. That dude was off the chain, dude. What do you rank? Show enough, man. Show enough was off the chain, man. So here's what's funny, and the more you say about it, the more I think about, uh. And this this could be a far fetched too. Is it possible that Shonuf was the personification of black exploitation? Ah, oh, so I saw something about that, man. I saw that. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let's, was, let's just talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. He, he, he was so overkill. But like, so we're going back to the beginning, like what you said. Like he was so very stereotypical of how black people were were perceived. Like as a monolith right like so every so people just thought that black people all talk like that you know they had the lingo down you know walking around violent aggressive you know uh trying to get thrown i feel that part keep going keep going i'm saying and swaying my you swaying me on the meter side but i have my i have my rebuttal almost come on man so you know he has a large crew doesn't roll without this large crew single uh single minded right so turn shit up like literally shit up. not only that but he his whole thing excuse my language I'm on a podcast I'm tripping <laughs> oh uh he's also in that crab that that high the black highlander is like I call it like the token black person where there can only be one you know what I'm saying so like now he has to like Bruce Leroy hasn't challenged hasn't said anything to this dude but because people in the street think that Bruce Leroy is a master to possibly beat him up. He has to go through and prove that he's better than Bruce Leroy. And Bruce Leroy is like, dude, I'm not even trying to fight you. And so no, it's like, nah, you gonna fight me, bro? Like, you, you, we gonna handle this right now? So, so, so you're saying like that is the competition from black versus white? Because black people always, like, we're better than you. It's not even black versus white. It's black versus black. It's crabs in a barrel. It's so like, you you crabs and barrel on that move, not crabs and barrel against the real competition. I got you. Keep right, going. right. Keep a real against competition, but like, I'm just thinking about it like black exploitation. Like, so they got the funky gear. He has to be seen. Lightest mouth in the room. You know what I'm saying? He's biggest dude in the room. You know what I mean? It's all perception. It's all perception, which is half the like. I don't even know there. There could be some other people that could probably get with showing up. But that's that's the crazy part about it, though. That's the that's the part. My rebuttal is that like. Show enough was the culture, man. Like I, I, if there's no, if there's no, keep. keep, What were you about to say? I was gonna say show enough was a part of the culture. True, true statement. So, he was a part of the culture. Like he was so, like he had a Jerry Carroll man. Like come on, I, man, that was exactly. in that was in style. But but so that's what I'm saying. So with Bruce Lee beating him, was that the takedown of the black exploitation perception? I don't know, man. Like I, on the one hand, I'm kind of like I felt like the perfect 
I I feel like on a basic level, the perfect opposite that yin and yang. You got yin being uh, Mr. Bruce Leroy, and you got the yang being Shonuff. They're opposites, right? So, right. what's a better version of an opposite opposite of a humble person, a loud person who says I'm better than? Well, it makes it makes for good drama, right? But well, yeah, so that's the part that I think it was big. I don't know if it was like black exploitation though, because when I think of black exploitation, like. Um, well, I don't know, man. They did have the women running around and freaking like exactly. even, even their gear, the but they didn't just have black women. They had the chicks with the punked out hair. That white girl had the punked out yeah, hair. Yeah, but she was with Eddie Arcadia, so she was trying to be No, 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 no. The white girl oh, like, yeah, yeah, kiss yeah. on my fist, and then they had an Asian girl and a black girl. Right. They had three different girls in that crew. I remember. So so they all the girls did have like like kind of like um what would it be like Chun Li outfits on? Yeah, they had like Chun Li outfits they had, on. They had fatigues on and one chick had like, fatigues on. Right, 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 right. All stuff. I mean, I I'm just talking about show enough in general, right? So me, and I'm, I'm not saying that it is like villainy wise, it works well. I mean, it, it was a very basic concept of very yang versus yang. Like it's very like, you know, as eighties. It's I don't want to say that they're one dimensional, but like if I was gonna put if I'm thinking like villainy wise, like tops would probably be like, like the Dark Knight, uh, Heath Ledger, Joker. Joker. Yeah. So, so where, where do you rank? Where do you rank? Show enough though. Like show enough was like so. Joker, Joker went at Batman hard. That that Heath Ledger well, was like number one. Right. Uh, you got Thanos gonna fall in there somewhere. This Thanos dude, is definitely in there. So so so, but what what is showing up freaking rank? Like he wasn't no punk, he wasn't no slouch man. Like the dude lived and breathed to beat Bruce Lee. Right. But I'm looking at it like their com- the the complexity of them as a part, like how they were built out. So that's why I was really hoping that this new Last Dragon would get made, so we actually get to dig a little deeper on why showing up is the way he is, or why is his sole mission just to be- right because he said I'm back to Harlem. Where were you? Where is he back from? You know, right, what, I'm exactly. you know what I'm saying? The Shogun like, is back, and I'm and where is he back from? He right, just got out the pen. <laughs> like what is? Where is he back from? Right, like tell tell us the truth. Like that's the that's the part where I feel where you coming from. I just don't feel like if I had to say black, like I'm thinking about this. Your question as far as black exploitation. So I'm looking at like. Like what did what did uh, Muhammad Ali stand against at that time when he was going through the 60s, 70s, 70s, the 70s through not going to war and trying to be the champion right. and having to deal with all the craziness that was going on? Um, what was what did it, the um, like I don't, I don't I guess so to a certain degree because you know what I mean you got like if I look at um. The the drug major drug they had to do with I don't know man well we were in minks like the mink coat and the well that's the thing very I don't flash even know show show enough didn't have a big Cadillac he was walking around everywhere like it's the one hand I'm saying yes and the other hand I'm saying no like I kind of agree with you but I kind of don't like he's missing some of the the key flashiness he didn't have like a whole bunch of money like hey hey Leroy I'm taking all your students because my I got a bigger school over here. I mean, I, I look at it, it could be possibly, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, maybe there's a, a piece of it that is, like, I feel like they have to keep a lot of things basic, right? So I think it was more so, like, a, sh- a shot at Barry Gordy's 
uh, like what he was dealing with, right? In the time in the music industry, you know what I'm saying. That's why I mean they had tons of musical talent in the in the movie. You know what I'm saying with the uh, oh my god, yes, the brothers, Willie Hutch, uh, Leo and, Barge, like, Willie Hutch. They had a lot of talent in there. There's a lot of talent in there, and so, but I'm thinking about it like maybe he sees himself as Bruce Leroy. You know what I'm saying, and the stereotypical of whatever the top genre was uh, during the time of trying to break free of, you know, it goes back to black exploitation. So, for instance, you've got Eddie Arcadia, who's, who's quote unquote the man, who's right. teaming up with Shonuff, right, which is the crab in the barrel. So he's like, yo, I'm gonna be whoever you need me to be in order to take this down. To and take another you, black dude down, True. right? And then right. you have, you know. Bruce Leroy, who's pretty much minding his own business, so I'm, I'm, I'm really inquisitive to see, or I'm inquiring to see if, if we looked at Barry Gordy's life, you know, Barry Gordy's the one that kicked off Motown, right? If I'm not yep. mistaken, that's Barry Gordy. He's doing I'll, all his... I'll confirm that real quick. Keep going. Keep talking. I'll get, so, I'll get a confirmation for you. He's moving. He's doing a whole bunch of stuff, and then maybe there's a way. That the man sees there's a you know a pocket that the man has kind of placed black people in, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like music or whatever, like how black people should be shown. Um, and Barry was Motown. Lives. You're good. That right. is a confirmation. Keep going. So Barry Gordy's got Motown, and maybe there's another way that you know black people were being perceived. That Barry Gordy was like you know not all black people are like this. You know, they're not just jive turkey, you know, mumbo jumbo, whatever. Like well, that's, I, that's that's the that's the hard part I deal with. So some people have it. Um, there's always there's no like I'm proud and I'm happy that like kind of you know there was okay. What I'm trying to do and I'm trying to I'm trying to like explain this over three parts. So in Barry Gordy's situation, there is a opportunity for him to reach a larger crowd than just black people and he realized right. that and he took advantage of it hence even some of the music choices he chose for the movie which now is amazing um but at that time probably didn't make any sense you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying so like when you start hearing some of the people or the, some of the songs on there it's like what that don't really go but that but it works it's perfect for what's going on and we understand what's happening to it now but if you look at bruce lee remember there was a scene when bruce lee uh, first did the big boss. He didn't even know he was gonna be successful with the big boss, and he was like, "Dang, they hated my movie." And then they was about to walk out the scene, uh, walk out of the movie theater on the what was the name of the dragon? I think it was just called Dragon, right? When they showed when his wife kind of built out that movie storyline when they were talking about his first movie, major film that only showed over in China, and he thought mm -hmm. that they were gonna get sold to. Like, he thought he was going to get booed. He was about to walk out. I was like, let's go. And all of a sudden, they gave him a standing ovation and applauded him. Right. Like, right. And it became a huge, big film. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe Barry was trying to get out of that, shape himself out. Like, I can reach a larger audience, and I'm better, and, and I'm bigger than just being put in one box. And check me out, and look what I can get accomplished, and look what I can do. And then that's why I was saying this. I feel like there's always somebody that's always going to be like, why? Why do you try to appease this other audience and then you're going to get the hate? Is it for financial? I mean, it's just so many components to it, man. It's so frustrating to just even thinking about it because it's 
to me is basic. It's like, why you should never limit yourself. That's one thing, bro. I learned this from you. One thing I, I hope my listeners understand this too: never limit yourself in thinking that you can only do X. Like, don't think you can only do one thing. You might be able to pull off Y and Z. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't keep your mind open and just be willing to uh, to try different things if you feel that you want to try it. Not try it for somebody else, but do, do it for you. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like I hate when I I hear these little things where, like, the, our conversations is always kind of like the what I would call, I'm, I'm going to start calling it the show enough situation. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, show enough was like, nah, man, I got to be the crab in the barrel. Type. That's a good, that's a good analogy for what he, the way he was acting. Cause Harlan was big enough clearly for both of them. What other Kung Fu masters was running around? You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just goes back to the idea of who's the strongest, like Goku's thing. So in a sense, I don't know. That's it. I, I I wonder what that would actually look like. Would come with which would Goku fall in under like I want to fight you to see if I'm stronger than you, or he's like yo I'm just training and people come to show up to fight me because they heard I'm the strongest. They heard I'm the strongest, right? Yeah. Because the difference is like Leroy wasn't trying to fight anybody. He's like I ain't got nothing to prove. He's like I'm just trying to figure myself out. Somebody hey. hyped you up and now you want to fight me and, and I, like not only that. But Shonov had to push him to fight him. To push him, didn't he? He had like, to get him to get to that. He had to push him to fight him. That's how much Bruce Leroy was like, yo, I'm not here for that. Like, it, it actually came on the back end of something else. Like, Bruce Leroy was, like, trying to protect Vanity, trying to do all this other stuff. And Shonov wanted to fight this dude so bad. He was like, yo, I need to, I need to hop in on this, this, you know. Uh, <laughs> I heard you. Criminal, I heard, criminal I heard you got an opportunity to whoop on this dude. I want to get. I want to. He was like, yeah, we breaking all sorts of laws, but do I get to fight him though? <laughs> That's what. You I say you kidnapping somebody? Oh, but I get to fight him though. <laughs> but he gonna be there though, right? I'm with him. <laughs> bro, hey man, thinking about it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 it's still an amazing movie. <laughs> it, is, it is. Hey, my my man had what goal? What goal in mind? I get, I have to fight Bruce Lee. I have to I fight Bruce Lee. Oh my oh, god, god, man! Put the show up. Bruce Leroy was not the only focused person. <laughs> oh my god! All right, man. So you know this is where it comes to. I got to do it, man. We at the closing time, and every party that I feature on my show. Has to answer Roy Robb's clues. So, Mr. Roy Robb always gives a simple clue for the featured guest to be able to answer. Hopefully, you can uh, take the guest and run with it. Tell me five martial arts films uh, done by uh, John Claude Van Damme. Oh, five. Uh okay, Universal Soldier, uh, Kickboxer, The Quest, uh, Lionheart. Uh, shoot, he just did one with his name on it. <laughs> uh, it's JC. Uh, was it JCCD? 
You didn't even name kickboxer. You name kickboxer? Yeah, I said I said kickboxer. Say cyborg. Come on, nah, man. I went to university. I just gave you five. I was just that's true. Take... You got them all. You got them. you got some guy. You got some good ones. Now, now, just, you know, a mixture. Now, now, let me get. Uh, if if you don't mind, mm-hmm. let me get five for Mister Jetly. Uh, okay. Uh, That's, this is tough. This is not easy because it was like no, a no, small no. win. We got the one. Check. Uh, lethal Weapon 3. Ah, that was way. Good job. Way to go. That's uh, impressive. Uh, I would have yeah. never pulled that one out the hat. Fist of Legend. Check. Uh, let me think. What's the movie? Hey, you know the one. The one he, he had with DMX. That's what I was just about to talk about. Uh, <laughs> I forgot what Romeo was must die, right? Romeo, Romeo must die. There you go. There you go. That's the one I was gonna say. Keep going. Uh one more. You just need one. What's the one he just did? Uh it's not it's a once upon a time in China. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I got another one in my head. Go ahead. I'm trying to think. Uh the one where he did, he was the emperor. Well, he got the one with the monkey king. He was in the last one with the mummy. Uh, what was that? The Mummy Four. You just named one. It was the Monkey King. The Monkey King. Right? <laughs> like, but he like was also one. the Monkey King in yeah, the, he... the Mummy with Brendan Fraser. Well, the one I'm talking about, he's the Monkey. That was when I was thinking about what he did. The uh, the one with him and Jackie Chan did it together. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The Monkey yeah. King, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, man. Yeah, man. Definitely a lot of great value, man. On this level up, man. I think definitely that's we we talked about this level now. Bruce Leroy took it to another level. That was his whole purpose and his whole goal. But it's how he did it, though. How he did it, man. That's That's an important part. It it was a full, whole, like, uh, holistic leveling up. It wasn't like, you know. Just not one part, right? It's just not one part. It's not one part. That's that's a real way. That's a real good good analogy. Uh, All day, man. Hey, T, man, we definitely going to have you back on, man. I appreciate you coming on, taking some time. Oh, man, I appreciate it, man. Check it out. This is a great podcast. No doubt, man. I appreciate it. So yeah, uh, any anything, uh, my followers, if, if they if they want to follow you, uh, you got a handle. What you say? You're you got an Instagram. How do people check you out? <laughs> yeah, man. I don't post a lot, man. I, honestly, I'm just an aggregator of information. Like <laughs> most of the stuff <laughs> I post is on, I post on is on Facebook. You know, what I mean, I'm dropping information. I think you know, find stuff that's either humorous, insightful, kind of futuristic. You know, but that's mostly it. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. So they just find you on uh, on Facebook okay. somehow or Instagram somehow. You don't yeah. know no handles. Facebook, on Facebook is uh, Theodore Simpson the Fourth. I don't really put nothing on Instagram. I'm more so just like, I guess, being uh, selfish and <laughs> saving <laughs> things for myself. It's like, oh, I need to try this recipe. I'm not. No doubt. Sure. All right. I got you. Okay. That's cool. Well, bet, bet. Check them out, Theodore Simpson the Fourth. Man, I appreciate you coming on, fam. And much love, man. All right. Later. Peace. All right, that's another great episode in the books. Uh, that was a great one coming from my best friend, Chad Simpson. Uh, subscribe to us. Uh, follow us. You can uh, grab the podcast anywhere that you listen. Uh, we're pretty much on a most all, mostly all platforms. And uh, check us out on Instagram. We're building that out as well. That's uh, into the la- at Into the Last Dragon. Check us out on Facebook at Into the Last Dragon. Um, just, uh, just help us grow the movement. This is definitely for the culture. And uh, once again, just be yourself. Be authentic. Just just be comfortable in your own skin. Signing out, Roy Rock.